0: Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, You are truly free. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham. And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I am telling you what I saw when I was with my father. But you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham. No. For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No. You are imitating your real father. We aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. If God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. You Samaritan devil, didn't we say all along you were possessed by a demon? No, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father, and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die are you greater than our father abraham he died and so did the prophets who do you think you are if i want glory for myself it doesn't count but it is my father who will glorify me you say he is our god but you don't even know him i know him if i said otherwise i would be as great a liar as you but i do know him and obey him your father abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming he saw it and was glad you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple.
1: Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our series that we titled simply, I in this series, we will be taking a look at the eight I am statements Jesus made in the book of John on who he was. <laughs> These statements may seem like they're just passing statements, but to the people who are listening, they challenged everything they believed about God. And so today we're going to be just establishing the, the foundation. What is the statement, I am really me what what is that phrase? and we will find out that it is indeed the dangerous phrase in the bible and if we are, if we were willing to and, and we allow god 's spirit to to speak to us and to challenge us today, I believe that we will find that through this series we are very challenged by this simple statement I am and whatever else he puts with it. And so let's dig in today. And as you saw in this the opening little video clip, it, Jesus really was profound in this this the setting up of that statement. But what made it so like what it was kind of like it was the the, the straw that broke the camel's back, that statement. What led up to that phrase? And Jesus confronted the people listening so much that when he said that statement, they just blew up. And so I want to read to you why this enraged so many and what led up to it. So verses 30 through 39 of John chapter 8 state, as he was saying these things, many believed in him, right? He was making all these profound statements. And so now people are. Starting to believe in him, starting to follow him. They saw the miracles, they listened to him, and they're like, This guy is something special. He's just not a carpenter's son that we thought he was from that little town, Nazareth, Ugh, that terrible town. No, he is something special. So, as many of you are starting to follow him, and Jesus said, If you continue in my word, if you continue following me, that is, you really are my disciples. And you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. One of the most profound statements in the New Testament. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But to them, this was bad news, right? So let's listen to what Jesus says in regards to that statement. After they get really worked up. We are descendants of Abraham, they answered him. And we have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become Free. So here's step one in their process of getting enraged. Right? They say, We're not slaves. We're sons of Abraham. Like Abraham, if you go back in the old testament, Abraham was never enslaved to anybody. He was he was looked at by God as, as his chosen one. We we see that that God looked at him and established a covenant because of his great faith and trust in God and was willing to do whatever God said to him. And they're like, We're his children. We are part of that covenant. We're not slaves. But Jesus responded, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in the household forever, but a son does remain forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free. I know you are descendants of Abraham, but you're trying to kill me because my word has no place among you. I speak what I have seen in the presence of the Father. So then you do what you've heard from your father. Father is Abraham they replied. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus told them you would do what Abraham did. So here it is. Jesus looks out at them and says, "You you're not the sons of Abraham. If you really were, you wouldn't you wouldn't be against me. <laughs> you Abraham trusted me. He believed me. He believed God. He trusted God. You would be following me if you are sons of Abraham. And so here Jesus is just laying down this this very clear first point. You are slaves to sin. You are following after what You've been following after ever since I created Adam and Eve. You're you're following after your desires in the flesh. In fact, you are followers of Satan. Wow. Listen to this. Verse 40. But now you are trying to kill me. A man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You are doing what your father does. We were born of sexual immorality, they said. We have one father, God. But Jesus said to them, if you were, if God were your father, you would love me because I came from the father and I am here. For I didn't come on my own, but he sent me. Why don't you understand what I say? Because you cannot listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. you Carry out his desire. So first, they're slaves to sin. And they're not followers of Abraham. They're not his children. They thought that because they were part of the family of Israel that that they didn't have any sins and that they were right with God and and that they were going to be in heaven with them and all is good. Jesus says, no, you're slaves of sin. You're followers of, of, of the devil. Man. See the tension rise. Feel it. They were separated from God. And then here comes the straw that broke the camel's back. Verse 51. Truly, I tell you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. What? Never see death? Now we know you have a demon. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. You say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, and the prophets died? Who do you claim to be? Who do you claim to be? If I glorify myself, Jesus answered, my glory is nothing. My father, about whom you say, he is our God, he is the one who glorifies me. You do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say I don't know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Jesus just continued to confront them, right? Like, what? First he claims to to be like at the same level as Abraham, like he saw Abraham, but not only did, did he set up To be as equal as Abraham, he claimed to be in existence before Abraham, and in fact, greater than Abraham. Like, I can't even fathom the intensity in that room that day. Jesus is claiming their their father is the devil, that they're not from Abraham, and that that they are slaves to sin and slaves to the enemy of their soul, and that he was with God, and that God sent him. And he is following after God and that he is greater than Abraham. Like we can't like we can't even envision what that statement seemed like to the the people listening. Like they are they are just new followers right they believed him and they wanted to learn more about him and now he's setting up all of these statements and they're just so confused it, it would be as if maybe uh, you owned a business imagine yourself being a business owner you were in the company for many years and you took over the business now you've been been the business owner of this facility for the last 20 years you spent your whole life and now you're down to like your last five years before retirement and somebody who's a new part-time employee walks up to you and says, Hey, next week I am going to take over this business and I'm going to make you a part-time janitor. What would you think of that person? They would either be insane, like out of their mind, or, or they're a malicious person who thinks that they can just do whatever they want and take you out. Right? Like, That's what we're talking about here. Like, Jesus walks in and, in essence, says, God sent me. And so, in their mind, he's they're thinking, like, maybe he thinks he's a prophet. And he's been around forever? Like, before Abraham? He, he claims to be greater than Abraham. He claims to be there before Abraham. And now he's calling us a follower of Satan. Like, who does he think he is? Like, we've been here for 50, 60, 70 years, and now here comes this. 30-something-year-old claiming to be sent by God and existing in at least as long as Abraham did. Uh, this, is, this is mind-blowing. Uh, they would respond just like us, right? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you think you as a you know, maybe a month-long employee that's a part-timer that cleans the floors, who do you think you are to think that you can dethrone this business owner who's been in it for 20 years and then been part of the company for another 20 years? Who do you think you are claiming these things? Are you out of your mind? (laughs) And Jesus comes with those famous words, I am. us. They seem harmless. But you have to understand where those words come from. They come from Exodus chapter 3 and I encourage you to go read it yourself. This is God in Moses, right? Another patriarch after Noah and after Abraham, right? Here, Here comes a man who just is about to lead Israel out of slavery. god promises him success god claims that he's going to send all these plagues and that moses is to go to the pharaoh the most powerful person in all of the world at that time and he is supposed to ask for his people the israelites to be freed and to go into the promised land and after all this conversation with moses he looks to god or prays up to god in this burning bush What do you, what am I supposed to tell these people? Who sent me? He doesn't know what to call God. Right? Who is it? And God says to tell them that I am sent. I am. He gave him his name. What a powerful statement so here is Jesus claiming to be the God of the Israelites. Not only is he greater than Abraham, he created Abraham. This absolutely obliterated their ideology. It, it just blew them up. He, he, in this statement, first calls them children of the devil. And that because they are followers of the devil, they need to be freed from the slavery to their sin. And that he, being God, could free them. This was heresy to them. They they turned, and unlike Moses, who, when he walked into the presence of God, took off his sandals because he was on holy ground, they instead picked up their sandals to throw at him to kill him. They wanted him destroyed. What would your response be if Jesus came along and confronted your deep-seated beliefs? We all have them. We all have deep-seated beliefs that are not based upon God's word, but our understanding or our, our concluding thoughts about them. And over the course of the next seven messages, we're going to be looking at seven distinct I am statements that Jesus said that he has with Another phrase, I am the, I am the, I am the. And they're going to confront us. Some of them, maybe not so much, but others of them, they're going to confront some of our beliefs and our lifestyle choices. So I want to ask you, will you take off your sandal and swallow your pride Because you're in the presence of a holy God. Will you take off your sin? Will you let down your pride and let God speak? Or will you pick up your shoe and hold your pride and reject what God is asking of you? That's exactly what those new believers did with Jesus. They rejected him. They rejected the, the statement that they needed to be freed from their sins and that he came to set them free you see every day we have to decide will i follow jesus or will i follow what is easy what is comfortable you see following jesus is not easy in our world today we think that if we just believe in jesus life will get better and that's not it's not what happened in the bible following jesus got complicated It messed up families. You got people angry at you. For many who followed Jesus, they had to run for their lives for fear of persecution. Following Jesus is not easy, but it's it's what's best for us. You see, when we press into what's uncomfortable, it helps us grow, and, and that is what Jesus wants for us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be closer to Him. You see, we we so awesome often, often assume that Jesus hated those who were accusing Him, those who He was having those 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 conflict with in this passage. It, it seems as if Jesus is harsh and hating these people, but that's not the case. Jesus desired to set them free. What what did He say at the very beginning? You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He wanted these people to to know the truth. He wanted to set them free because when they are set free, they are free indeed. That's what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to be locked into the slavery to the things that would keep you from knowing him. He wants you to grow towards him. When you are in his presence, you are in the presence of a holy God who cannot be in the presence of evil. But he sent his son Jesus so that he could come between you and the Father, and the Father would see you. And so when he sees you, he welcomes you through the blood of Jesus. But he wants you to continue to grow in the likeness of him. And so when we get set free, we get set free so that we can become more like him and to become connected to him and to grow To grow is not easy. There's not a person alive who can walk away after something grows and say, that was easy. It's always hard. To grow in knowledge requires effort. To grow physically, it requires effort. To grow in a relational commitment or relational connection, it takes work. It's not easy. And likewise, becoming more like Christ, becoming more connected to him, It's not easy. It's not comfortable. But in every aspect of our life, pushing towards what's uncomfortable will set us free, will help us to grow, will help us to change and mature and become who we are called to be. We find our purpose, we find our identity, and we find the ability to make a difference in our world. So don't run from what's uncomfortable. It's for your good. It's to help you. It's to change you. So I encourage you to Follow along the next few weeks as we look to how God wants to connect to you. Jesus says, I am. I am the one who wants to connect to you. Will you grow? Will you get uncomfortable and connect to me? Because where I am, there is life. Father, I pray for every person listening, God, that they will press into to who you are, that they will drive towards your word and, and understand who you are so that they don't, don't make the mistake that these listeners did in this passage today and miss you, miss you because they had these preconceived ideas of who you were and they didn't let you challenge them. Challenge them to change their thinking or change their lifestyle, God. Help us to see what you see. Help us to know and understand who you are so we can find freedom in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm so excited for next week when we dig into who Jesus says he was and is.